Hi, I'm Phil Ranta, the host of NFT Stories Podcast. Every week we tell another story from this multi-billion dollar market alongside the artists, collectors, companies, and entrepreneurs that are making it all happen. In the physical world, you have to be you. You're kind of stuck. Even if you change high schools, buy a black leather jacket, and tell everyone you just got out of jail, you can get a haircut, you can get plastic surgery, you can be a method actor and pretend you're the Joker, but when you go to bed at night and you close your eyes, you return to you. But are we outgrowing that? We're spending a huge portion of our lives in digital spaces, and we're learning how to not be ourselves. They made a whole MTV show about it called Catfish. I have 10 Twitter accounts and some are brands, some are podcasts, some are characters, some are lurker accounts. And for the followers of these accounts, they never change back to Phil. They're locked in memories as these characters. And that hits the next level when we start to talk about the metaverse. We the tech nerds have been dreaming about the metaverse for a while, some starting with the popularity of the book and movie Ready Player One, or the 1992 novel that coined the term metaverse, Neal Stephenson's Snow Crash. And in these fully virtualized, social, navigable 3D digital spaces, your avatar, much like your Twitter account, is only limited by your creativity. Are you a 13-year-old bookish guy with social anxiety? Well, in the metaverse, you can be a 19-year-old female supermodel who loves hanging out in techno clubs, or James Bond, or a werewolf with really cool shades. You can have your own digital mansion, you can drive a Ferrari, you can wear clothes that defy physics. And for a lot of gamers, this concept isn't new. Avatar design has been around for ages. Social features and games have been around since the internet began. PlayStation Home launched on December 11th, 2008, where all PlayStation 3 users had their own living space that they could design, their own avatars, they could have social chat with other people online, dance in clubs, play virtual video games. Does that sound familiar? And before that, there was Second Life, which did all of the same things. The metaverse has been all over the tech news sites lately, particularly as of October 28th, 2021, when Facebook changed their name to Meta as they doubled down on their metaverse strategy. Metaverse technologies have also been looped into the conversation with NFTs and cryptocurrencies as startups imagine interoperable goods or items that can be used on multiple platforms. It's a series of new worlds with new economies, new rules, and new rulers. I wanted to crack this space, so I reached out to Nancy Beaton, SVP of Strategy and Blockchain at Together Labs and SVP of Strategy and Marketing at Metajuice. She does it all in the metaverse, building a metaverse called Imview, managing digital currencies like Vcoin, and blockchain strategies for digital fashion and other indicators of digital identity. But I'll let her explain this wild new market in her own words. Nancy Beaton, thank you so much for joining me on the NFT Stories podcast. Happy to be here. So I don't even know how to introduce you. I feel like you work Vcoin, I am VU, now there's a Metajuice thing. So how would you uh, introduce yourself? 
Yeah, so I am uh, leading strategy and go-to-market planning, and it is our new entity called MetaJuice. Um, it is a subsidiary of Together Labs, which has MVU, the largest social 3D network, Metaverse, a new mobile platform coming out called With Me, and then now a subsidiary called MetaJuice, which blockchain enables all of the Metaverse platforms under Together Labs and can blockchain enable other Metaverses outside of Together Labs as well. I love that. So I can't imagine a better person to talk to on this particular topic, which is what even is this metaverse thing? How's it tied into blockchain? And what, what are we all going to become digital avatars someday and forget about our physical presence? And you don't have to, that's drinking with a fire hose. You don't need to introduce that. But maybe we can just start by you saying from your point of view where you sit, what is the metaverse? Yeah, you know, we believe the metaverse is a series of seamlessly connected virtual experiences and worlds that is equally or even more immersive than real life. You can be whomever you want to be. You can go wherever you want to go. And we believe that the line between real life and the metaverse will eventually fade. And we will spend time equally in both. And, you know, from the MetaJuice perspective, we think blockchain unleashes the power and the economy that will be driven underpinning all of these metaverse experiences. I love that. And one thing that you said is you can be who you want to be, which feeds into this idea of in any metaverse kind of ready player one style. If you feel like you're a little dorky and bookish in real life, but you want to know what it's like to be the popular person, you can do that. Or if you're into World of Warcraft, you want to be an orc and you don't want to be a human. I actually physically want to be and embody an orc. You can do that, right? That's but right. also, as part of being this platform, that generates kind of a lot of economic opportunities. So where do creators fit here? Where do platforms fit in here? I'd love to know what this new economy would look like. Yeah, so I think a couple of things. Um, the MVU platform, the With Me platform, you know, Together Labs as a whole is all entirely UGC. So our creators, um, we call them our producers, which are service providers on the platform, are at the heart and soul of creating the experiences that the community wants. And what we're doing is we believe blockchain and cryptocurrencies can unlock what is today a constrained metaverse. You know, you're paid on the platform, you might have game credits on the platform, your username is tied to that platform. And so we believe that through true ownership, through digital currencies, through digital identity, you can have a full experience on that platform. You can play, you can create, you can earn. And eventually, you know, with those earnings, you will have an ability to help shape the future of the metaverse. So we believe that creators, producers, providers, players are at the core of the community of what will build what is the next metaverse. Yeah. And it always strikes me as funny when I hear metaverse experts talking about how economies work, how people work, because it's, it feels so much like real life, right? Like in real life, you can go out and kind of define yourself and you can buy clothes and you can, you know, how, how where do you live and how do you, you know, all of this stuff is just kind of redetermined and through the filter of whatever the metaverse technology is. Um, but right now there's so much buzz around digital clothes, right? Everyone's talking about Gucci. They're talking about Nike. They're talking about like Bored Ape now is starting to put things on clothes and sell it out in different marketplaces. So do you think that people are going to pay as much for digital clothing as real clothing in the future? Or how does that look? 
Yeah, I think they will. You know, we have already seen that people are buying branded clothing, whether it's Karl Lagerfeld. If you go to the dematerialized um, marketplace that they have, people are buying these one of a kind, these limited edition run clothing items. So whether it's a branded shirt, cool shoes, boots, things that have effects. I, just like in the real world, the metaverse is very aspirational and people want to be able to convey themselves in their true self, right? So just as you were talking about, if I want to be this persona or I want to be this person, I want to have the full look that, that shows people what that is. And just like in the real life, I'll be aspirational. I want brands. I want a different look. I want something edgy. And so, you know, we are working with a lot of fashion um, houses and a lot of designers now to bring branded NFTs onto our platform. And we will eventually have a full NFT store built into our metaverse where people can create and mint limited edition, one of a kind, have a full resale market. So again, really empowering those creators and those buyers to be able to participate in that economy. I love that. And I jump into Imvu all the time, uh, especially as I've been working on metaverse technology for the past year and a half. I've drawn a lot of inspiration and it's just such a beautiful platform. One thing that stands out to me when looking at the clothing is what I, what I refer to mentally as improbable clothing, like it defies the law of gravity. To me, that's what stands out. In a way, this is kind of feeding into that idea of you can be whatever you want to be. You're not even tethered by the idea of, like, can I hold it all in? Or is it like, it's like, you can literally defy gravity through this new type of clothing. Do you think that's a big part of this is like, you can not only be what you want to be, but in a fully digital world, you can like, defy gravity, defy the laws of physics, fly, do whatever? You can. And, you know, I think that um, traditional designers, traditional fashion houses might start with their current looks. But I think when they get into the community of a metaverse, they'll see that those creators understand the pulse of that metaverse. And we have a lot of creators, you know, they might create a special animal to go with you or a special animal purse or a different type of outlook or outfit that changes the persona you have in that metaverse. So I think once you get into these communities, you'll see what they're looking for. And it's not gonna be a traditional jean jacket or a traditional skirt. These guys are looking to really convey their personality and it's gonna be, you know, maybe a rainbow. It's gonna be a large, you know, jacket. It's gonna be their own llama next to them. So there's gonna be all kinds of things that you can do in the metaverse that you can't do in real life. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I've been looking at Minecraft for a lot of years and they've got the durables and they've got the expendables. Yeah. You can get like the dog that follows you around. That's a durable. And then you can buy a potion and that's an expendable. It sounds like this is very similar in this world. There's things where it's like I'm buying the clothes and then I will always have it in my closet. And there's also kind of the things where it's like temporary boosts or access to an event. Um, do you see that uh, that kind of dichotomy as very real worldy, right? Like they're going to have like a physical space where they put stuff in a, or a digital space where they put stuff in a digital closet that they can go back to and et cetera, et cetera. Yes, definitely. So we have that today. So our users are very used to coming in. They buy digital currency today to buy virtual goods. And so they have an inventory. So think of it as a virtual closet that has all of their goods, their shoes, their hats, their clothes, different hair, different heads, different body types, different gender types, and they can pull them out. And, you know, our users do. They go out to nightclubs on a Friday night. 
They might take a vacation to a beach, they get married, they have babies on the platform. And so, you know, it does really mirror that real life experience. And I think with the technology, you'll get more and more immersive. And back to the economy piece, you know, we believe that the economy needs to mirror the real life economy as well. So there's a lot of games out there that might just have a single purchase economy. I go in and I buy a skin or I buy a gun and that purchase is over. But with our platform and other metaverses that have these high velocity economies, these strong communities, we have 14 billion credits exchanging hands every month. So people are buying uh, virtual goods. They might even be paying to go into a nightclub. So we have both the service side economy and the good side of economy, which does mirror the real world as well. That's very cool. And you also kind of brought up the the feeling of space and permanence within a closet. There's been so much buzz and and uh, about virtual real estate in metaverses. Decentraland plots going for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Sandbox plots going for so much. The startups like Earth Two or Upland, who are you know you don't even know what you can do with these things yet, but people are buying them because they're just trying to like get ahead of it. But do you think that virtual real estate is going to have to show up in order to have a successful metaverse? Or can that kind of live outside as a feature and not part of a core product? I think they go hand in hand. So people want a place to go with their avatar, with their personality. And so, you know, that land might be true land. It might be rooms. It might be your own beach. It could be a nightclub that you own and you host people in. So there could be real businesses in there. So in our perspective, we do have land and rooms, and we also have avatars and virtual goods. And the two are inextricably linked. And I think that's what brings the value to both of them. Yeah, so much about the value of of virtual real estate right now is kind of about location in terms of desirability. But in the real world, location is just kind of a small part of that. So I imagine that there's going to be the digital architects, digital, you know, like, uh, and which sounds very in line with what with, with your vision of it, which is, if I want to show my clout, I might have to spend a little bit more to get a architect that can digitally create the mansion of my dreams. That's right. And we have that today. So we actually have a gigs marketplace of people that provide services on the platform. So I might be a great room builder. I might be a great marketer for your next line of virtual goods. I could be a personal shopper. So if you're a new avatar, you don't want to look like a noob on the platform. Mm -hmm. So I could take you in and get you the right size hands and hair and all types of um, dress up clothes for when you go out. So we do have today a whole gigs economy that you can go and and basically find another peer on the platform to help you get what you need to get your experience started or to build on your plot of land. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And in terms of getting plots of land, all of this, I mean, it requires some governance. There's a lot of talk about decentralization, but you can't be fully decentralized because somebody needs to build the pipes, the physics, the laws, right? Like, how do you keep hate speech out? How do you make sure the community's positive? How do you make sure nobody's getting scammed? So uh, do you think that there needs to be, uh, or who should be that controlling voice, right? Should it be the startup world, Facebook, right? Or do you think that that's a consideration as the owners and community as well? 
Well, I think I think that might be on the extreme end of the expect of the spectrum. Sure. One sure. company dictating everything, but you know, for us, um, we have today found a nice balance where our community is in the governance with us. So they monitor the rooms. They have report mechanisms. They review all of the clothing and the digital items that go in the store for clients, for uh, age verification, for other things like that. So we really do want the community to be part of this. As we look toward blockchain and digital currencies, you know, we believe what we would call progressive governance. So, you know, we can get the users more and more engaged in how this looks, how it's shaped, how they participate bringing true ownership through NFTs and maybe even, you know, holding or staking that that delivers more of a voice or a vote in shaping the future metaverse. So, you know, we believe we have a great balance now, but we do believe there'll be even more progressive governance as you're as you're able to deliver that through blockchain technology. So do you imagine that through these these staking mechanisms, there might be an election someday? There might be a president or a vice president? I mean, I think that it's got to be probable that we start to rebuild the structures of the physical world, right? Maybe if that's what your community wants, or your community may not like that type of governance. Sure. So, you know, your community might just want a full democracy where they're all, you know, doing their own thing and their own nightclubs and their own lands. So, sure. you know, I think they'll they'll sort of shape that out of what, what works and what doesn't in different places. And there could be different plots and different worlds and they'll attract different folks. Right. Yeah. I mean, it feels like the stakes are different, right? You need to have laws in the physical world that keep people safe. In the digital world, it's safety means something different, right? You need to make sure you're not scammed. You don't lose your account. People don't steal things that you purchased. But it's not like I'm going to go into a digital room and die, right? If it's not being governed the right way. So it's interesting. In a lot of ways, I feel like Discord kind of started building the rules of the metaverse before it even, because like there's the admins, there's the moderators, there's a lot of self-policing happening. But also if you build the right community, then it's built the right way. Is there places where you seek inspiration in terms of this for your projects? Yeah, I think so. You know, I feel like uh, first and foremost, we turn to our own community. So we do a lot of work with beta testers, with um, groups of users or groups of creators, groups of producers. And we talk to them about what they want, how we should think about this as we go forward. So, you know, first and foremost, we talk to our users. Um, I think other analogies like a Discord is a good one, right? I mean, somebody set that up. Somebody created, uh, you know, a path for people to get there. Somebody created sort of the initial community rules and the FAQs and, you know, the product that's offered in those Discord channels. But, you know, it progressively does get turned over. We have Discord for our Vcoin product, which is really all about our producers, those that provide services on the platform. And slowly but surely, as we've brought more of them into the fold and they understand it, they're moderating. You know, they're helping with the Q&A. They're helping other people get started on the platform and they're helping to promote. So I think that's a great example of how you can, you know, set something up, be there technically to support it and maybe even with some key functions. But then the community really does take a lot of that ownership and pride in, you know, keeping it going and keeping it going in a safe and and fun environment. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's a lot of times cryptocurrency and metaverses are spoken about in the same breath, right? So the idea that uh, anyone can be a user and then be a, a moderator or kind of the discordian thing of way of doing it or the 
or, or metaverse way of, of upgrading. Um, it's so funny though, that, you know, these are both kind of ideas of decentralization and bottoms up economies, but it feels like you almost never hear one without the other. Do you think that there needs to be cryptocurrency for a metaverse to really thrive? And there needs to be metaverses for a cryptocurrency to have uh, some sort of way to, to spend in a digital way that makes sense to people. Do they need each other? I think they're inextricably linked. And I think that if you plan to have one without the other, I don't know if you have the best path forward. Because if you look at a metaverse today, it is constrained and it is locked. And you know you need the blockchain technology to open that up, to get a digital currency that's easily transferable, not only between users on your platform, but when they leave the platform. And you know these metaverses are global in nature. And so the idea that you could have a digital currency or a digital asset that they could use on the platform and then seamlessly move to another metaverse or seamlessly exchange off the platform, that helps unlock what we see today. And it gives the users more ability to earn. And importantly, it gives them more control over those earnings. And we know that's what people want. So the blockchain technology, whether it's in digital currency or true ownership and NFTs or potentially the governance that we talked about, really does help unlock the constraints of the current metaverse. And we believe that is the path forward to create this kind of seamless virtual world where everybody can create and earn and shape its future. Yeah, no, I I could not agree more. And it's be you know, there's there's a lot of structures that are built in the real world that are not optimized for digital worlds. Like, how do you cover currency exchanges and taxes? And you know, like a lot of cryptocurrency allows you the same for NFTs. It allows you to have, let's say, real time shipping because it's a digital good, right? It it gives a shared language across borders of what a value of a thing is, right? That's right. But also there's the other side of the coin of that, which is when you talk to people in terms of mass adoption, right? There's 8% of the world that's done cryptocurrency, NFTs, blah, blah, blah. 92% don't. And when you talk a lot to the 92%, a lot of people say, like why my mom does. Too confusing. I don't understand. Jargon. Ah, right? Like, which is what they said about Facebook in fairness in 2006. And now they're all on Facebook, right? So there's it's always grain of salty with it. But like, do you think that audiences have to catch up to what's going on or do you think that platforms have to slow down or make it easier in order for mass adoption to really start picking up? Yeah, so I think there's a couple of things in there. I think first and foremost, folks that play games and folks in the metaverse are used to buying digital currencies and digital goods. Mm -hmm. They do it every day, millions and billions of dollars in buying virtual goods, guns, skins, rooms, you know, um, you know, credits, game credits, gems, you know, diamonds, rubies. So it is not an unfamiliar or unnatural practice for people that are in this space. Mm -hmm. I think the difference is how do you make it as seamless to do that with crypto and NFTs as you have with game credits and gems and jewels and other virtual goods? And so that is where I think we can really move people over to using you know, NFTs and digital currencies. So for instance, we have Vcoin uh, crypto on our platform and you don't have to create a complicated crypto wallet to get Vcoin or create a MetaMask wallet. You take your credit card and you buy Vcoin just like you buy a 
a game credit today. You have a wallet, you can gift it and exchange it with other peers on the platform like you do credits today. The biggest difference is the more VCoin I earn, the more I can take it off the platform and turn it into cash. I can't do that with credits today. So there's a lot that we can do with the user experience because these folks are used to buying these things. It's just a matter of making the experience of around cryptocurrencies and blockchain just as easy as we made it around locked credits and locked clothes and locked guns on you know, games and metaverses today. So I think that is a key component of it. I would also say, um, you know, we already know that 25% of Gen Z makes money online. And I feel like that audience is expecting to be able to do the same in the metaverse. And so, you know, they, they understand how to get digital currency. They understand how to be an influencer on a platform, how to get paid. And so they are naturally going to want that type of seamless ability in the future of the metaverse as well. Yeah, I think you see it every day when you see who's really talking on NFT Twitter, right? When you kind of go down the rabbit hole, you're like, oh, these are not all like neckbeards in their 40s as the you, you do oftentimes read about in magazines. There's yeah. a lot of kids in dorm rooms who just bought a board Ape on Mint and went, now I'm, I'm still living in a dorm room because I haven't sold this board Ape. I just got it on Mint and now I've got something worth a million dollars, right? But That's I feel great. like it is that entrepreneurial mindset. That's right. I read a 12 year old had just made almost $500,000 minting their own NFTs. Yeah, I believe so, it. You know, my son is way behind. We need it. <laughs> there you go. That's a new level of pressure. Instead of getting your kids into gymnastics or something to go into the Olympics, it's like getting to digital design school. The one That's thing right. that back in my generation, if you said to your parents, they'd have a heart attack. Now there's like a, now you're a clothing designer. If you're in an art school for digital design, which is very That's cool. Right. That's right. I love it. So if people want to learn more about the amazing work you're doing in the metaverse and cryptocurrency and NFTs, where should they go? Yeah, I would say they can go to our site. It's called metajuice.com. They can learn all about our digital currencies, Vcoin and Vcore. They can learn about our NFTs. They can check out MView platforms, sign up, get an avatar. We'll be launching. We have Vcoin on there today. We'll be launching Vcore, our international token, uh, later in this year. And full NFT capabilities will be on the platform with full resellability um, coming in second half. I love that. You're one of my favorite people to talk to about this. Thank oh, you so, so much, Nancy, for jumping Anytime. in. This episode of NFT Stories Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Phil Ranta. Theme music is by Mike Constantini, and we're made possible by our friends at We Are Verified. This episode has now officially been minted. See you at the next drop.